Hey there, it's Regina, and it's Thanksgiving. And today I am not interviewing anyone. I wish I could interview these boys. I wish that they were here. I know their families, their friends, and their communities do too. But what I learned about them made me think that Thanksgiving was not only the right time for me to learn about them, it was also the right time for me to share their stories with you. So here we go. The tale of two boys. Hey there, and welcome. I'm your host, Regina Topolson, registered dietitian, plant-based foodie, amateur athlete, mom of teenage boys, and one lucky girl, cancer survivor, and host of the Life Well Lived podcast. Living through cancer seemed like the hard part until I had to learn how to live after. We all want to feel healthy and safe and know that our life has meaning and purpose. If you're a patient, survivor, or caretaker, this is the place to find hope and inspiration through life's great disruptor and learn to live more fully today. I'm really struggling with how to bring you these stories of these two boys, Kobe and Brody, in an uplifting way when it's really hard to wrap your mind around the fact that both of these boys lost their lives to a brain tumor. And I don't want to sound down. I don't want to bring people down, especially on Thanksgiving This is a time for family and appreciation and the love and kindness emitted both by these boys and these two families, you know, that is what I want to bring out from these two stories. And the reason why I find it compelling to talk about this on Thanksgiving and to share their stories is because both boys' birthday was November 21st, just a few days ago. And so, though I'm struggling with the way to bring this to the world with light and with love, it is a very heavy topic. And so, I'm going to do my best. It's probably not going to be perfect. And my only goal here really is to do right by Kobe and do right by Brody and do right by their families by sharing their story. And in the sharing of their stories, that you will take away some light, some love and some kindness, some beauty, some peace and some joy, and carry it through your Thanksgiving holiday and maybe through the rest of the year and the rest of the holidays of the year. 
and maybe spread it to other people as well. So if I can think of one thing that would be really great from the outcome of what's happened is that their love and joy and kindness in the world that they spread when they were here, that it would have a continuing ripple effect with all of us. So I'm going to start with the story of Kobe Gruenwald. Kobe was diagnosed with a rare brain tumor a few years ago. Actually, this will be four years now um, that Kobe has been gone. And Kobe was a light, a light in the darkness, so much so that his family used the hashtag, you know, light in the darkness and Kobe the comeback kid. Um, when we were, you know, all sharing and posting about, you know, support for Kobe while he was going through treatment. And that's what he was known as. He was known as Kobe the comeback kid. And it was so hard to watch not only him go through his treatments and but also his family. His family are, I want to say, personal friends, but also the rabbi, Rabbi Solomon Gruenwald and Melanie Gruenwald, you know, the head of my Jewish community where I practice. And so it was hard to see the leader of your community faced with such a hardship. That being said, Kobe was an amazing kid. He had lots of friends. He loved to sing. He loved to dance. And he was just pure entertainment and joy. As I mentioned, Kobe really loved music and singing. He was part of Shir Hadash. He was really active in that community. Shir Hadash is the musical service at our synagogue where instead of like a traditional service, there would be a lot of things spoken in this service. Particularly, there's a lot of song and singing, and it's really quite beautiful. He especially loved the song Hallelujah, one of my favorites too. Kobe was all the things that a kid should be. Spontaneous, free-loving, And he had a great sense of humor. Actually, I was, I heard it described as a wicked sense of humor. And I actually felt that one time when, after he had passed, we were riding in the Tour de Kobe, and I should get to explaining all of this for you, but we were riding in the Tour de Kobe, and when we started, it was a perfectly beautiful, sunny morning, warm, just everything you would think for a perfect bike ride. And halfway through, there was this downpour of rain, and it started to hail, so much so that we all had to stop and run for cover and, you know, just wait it out until, until we could ride again, until we could just, you know, get back to Uh, get back to Melanie and Solomon's house after the ride. And we were all soaking wet when we arrived. It was quite the memorable ride. The significance in that, of course, being that anything that had to do with Kobe, there was always rain. And not just a few sprinkles, but buckets. 
Tour de Kobe was actually something that was started by Micah Grunewald, Kobe's younger brother, as an adjunct to the Courage Classic, which is a bike ride that's done here annually in the Rocky Mountains as a fundraiser for Children's Hospital. And the particular team that the Gruenwalds and myself ride for is called Wheels of Justice. And all the funds raised from Wheels of Justice actually go to the Center for Cancer and Blood Disorders at Children's Hospital, where Kobe was treated. So in this way, Micah started this adjunct. It's a 40-mile bike ride around Denver metro area um, for those who can't participate in the Courage Classic and ride with the Wheels of Justice team. So it's kind of a subset of Wheels of Justice, and it, like again, all the money that's raised from it actually goes to the Wheels of Justice team and then on to the Center for Cancer and Blood Disorders. And Micah has taken this on so seriously, fundraising for the CCBD in memory of his brother, that he is one of the top five fundraisers for the Courage Classic. So I think that that's amazing. And congratulations to Micah on on doing this and taking it so seriously and doing such a great job with it. I want to tell you a little bit about Brody Huber and what I've learned about him as well. So my connection to the Huber family is Tina Eisner Porter, Brody's mom. And I used to do yoga with Tina. Tina was my teacher. And by far, I want to say, you know, it was such a meaningful class whenever I took a class with Tina. And I did it several times a week for a couple of years. And this was probably about a decade ago. And Tina also, I reached out to her after my diagnosis, and she was just so incredibly helpful to do a session with me, a private yoga session, where we really focused on healing. And it was meant to take me through my journey um, before I got started as well. And I'm just so appreciative of that. I'm appreciative of the love and the kindness that this family puts out into the world. And learning about Brody and the kind of child that he was also made me think at such a young age to not be focused on yourself, to have others in your heart and in your mind, and to want to spread love and kindness in the world. This is, you know, sometimes unique, you can say, because we all know adolescents who for better or worse, you know, it's adolescence. We all have gone through it. And we've, we know you just, you're kind of a little bit self-absorbed. You think about yourself and not much of others, but that was not the case for Brody. Brody was an avid reader. He loved reading. He read books with his mom. So they would send home books from school 
And they always said, we can send home a second one for you to read with your parent. And when most kids were feeling embarrassed and didn't want to bring home the second book, Brody was proud to have that moment of connection with his mom. And he would always get a second book and always bring it home for her. Brody loved the outdoors. He had a connection with the outdoors that, you know, he could just stand there and admire it, where some people might just look very quickly and be done and ready for the next thing. He really savored the moment and had a connection with nature. He loved camping and skiing and anything outdoors. Brody was an avid mountain biker, along with his brother Griffin, who now rides Brody's bicycle in his uh, mountain biking competitions. Loved spending time with his brother. They were the best of friends, actually inseparable. They came as a package deal for sleepovers and outings and just the best of friends. When he applied for Denver School of the Arts, he made a video of himself spreading love in the world uh, to a song that I don't actually know the name of the song, but it was all about spreading love in the world. And it was just the most heartwarming thing to watch during his tribute and celebration of life that this young man was so concerned with spreading love and goodness in the world. And his mom, Tina, even recounted a story where Brody had been bullied. And she said, you know, why didn't you stand up for yourself? And he said, a week ago, I saw this other child being shoved into his car. And so you never know what a person is dealing with. And he didn't want to add to that other boy's pain. It is my understanding that Brody loved making people laugh. He had a favorite joke that he used to tell and told it right up until two weeks before he passed away. And it's quite a funny joke. What I took away from learning about these boys is just the amount of love and kindness that they brought to the world. The, the peace and the joy and the beauty that they saw here on, in this world. It really makes me stop and think that I need to stop and look for beauty too. I actually recently heard Mindy Wiesel, the niece of Ellie Wiesel, talk at a, a book reading. And she said that her mother always used to say that we are obligated to find beauty in life. And that is an incredible thought in and of itself, coming from a Holocaust survivor, someone who lost multiple family members and came to a new country after being rescued at the brink of death and had to start all over again. So I think about the things 
on this Thanksgiving day that I want to take away as learning lessons from Kobe and from Brody and not only to bring into my own life and share with my family and my friends and my community as they did with theirs. But I also want to share it with you. And I hope that you also are able to find not only on Thanksgiving, but maybe also through the rest of this year, through the rest of the holidays, and maybe even take it into next year when we're done with this unique time of year, when we're less focused on ourselves and more focused on giving to others. But also to think about the gifts and the lessons that these boys left in the world, that Kobe and Brody left for us, are not things. Love of music and sharing the joy of music is not something that has to cost money. Being kind to others, it's free. And making people laugh, having a sense of humor. They say that laughter is the best medicine. It actually changes you physiologically inside when you laugh. If you're ever feeling down, it might be worthwhile to listen to a good joke. Truly, laughter is the best medicine. It takes your mind off of your troubles, off of the heavy things that you are thinking about. You can't help but laugh when something is funny. So I really want to be mindful that this is a day that we spend with our family and our loved ones and our friends and however it is that we choose to spend the day. Maybe we spend the day giving to others, volunteering for others, volunteering to serve Thanksgiving meals to the homeless. However it is that you are showing up in this world, I hope that you can take the lessons and the gifts that Kobe and Brody shared with us into your world and into your community and share it with others. I wanted to do an episode devoted to both Kobe and Brody because I saw so many similarities in these two boys, despite the fact that they were different people and from different families, from different communities within the Denver area. Still, I saw so many things that they had in common, but most notably, they shared a birthday. And I really found it ironic, almost, that they shared a birthday, they had the same diagnosis, they died a year apart, Kobe was 13, and had just celebrated his bar mitzvah, and Brody was 14, and had just had a birthday a few months before. They both had dogs They both loved music, had an amazing sense of humor, and loved spreading joy in the world. And these are the things they should be remembered for. One more thing that I wanted to share about both of these boys 
that we're so special to the Denver community, even though they had never met and their families had never met. And, you know, their communities were separate. But as we all know, what, there's six degrees of separation. So, of course, there were, you know, members of both communities who knew both families. And I wanted to share that both families have established funds to help others in their community in the name of Kobe and Brody. And I want to share that information with you because in the spirit of giving, this is a great time to contribute so that other people can have it a little bit easier. Kobe Grunwald has a fund called Light in the Darkness Fund at Denver JDS. You can give online, and I will have the link in the show notes. The Kobe Grunwald Light in the Darkness Fund benefits families experiencing unexpected financial hardship this time of year and the rest of the year. And Tina and Jeff, the parents of Brody, have created the Brody Huber Foundation. It raises funds for research for the type of rare brain tumor that Brody died from. So as I say, in the spirit of giving, this is a great time to contribute to both funds. If you'd like to donate to either the Kobe Gruenwald Light in the Darkness Fund or the Brody Huber Foundation, I will have all of those links in the show notes for you to be able to do so. I want to thank both the Gruenwald family and the Huber family for allowing me to tell the stories of Kobe and Brody and to share their gifts with you today. I wish you love. I wish you kindness. I hope you find beauty today and every day. And I wish you peace and joy in your heart and in your mind today and every day. Thanks for listening. I hope you've laughed. I hope you've learned. I hope you found something of meaning here today. I send you healing strength, and I'm grateful for you. You've been listening to the Life Well Lived podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and share it with your friends so they can benefit too. Check out the show notes and connect with me on social media. And please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Peace and love. Until next time. Oh,